You're listening to the Elevate Podcast, the official podcast of the Coastal LA Singles Ministry, where our focus is reaching up, reaching in, and reaching out. So uh, how's it been going? How you guys been enjoying this book? I uh, wanted to start off just uh, kind of soliciting from you. And it is me. I have these big glasses. I don't have my contacts today, but it is Brian. I know. See? It's like a Clark Kent disguise there. Um, so what have you been learning from the book? Can, can you share with me anything personally that you've been getting out of the, uh, the book here? Just real quickly, just to kind of start off here. You guys have been reading it, right? I got a bunch of extra copies if you, don't, if you haven't been and you need one. Come on, guys. Don't all share at once. It's something you've been getting out of the book. Warm you up a little. Don't make me do all the work. Come on, guys. Who's been reading the book? Okay, so not everybody. I encourage you all to get it if you haven't. It's 10 bucks. I got more copies. Somebody's selling them, I heard. Who's selling them? We're out of books. Okay, well, I brought a whole box, so it's over there. Who is selling them? You were selling them? Okay, so I got a box over here for you. So, so give him the money, and there's a whole box. But uh, for those who have been reading the book, what's something you've been getting out of it? Yeah. Okay. So you're seeing a lot of yourself in the book. I felt that way too. Like you can relate to a lot of stories and stuff in there. So she said, if you didn't hear, she said, when you feel hopeless, when you feel kind of at the end, that's a lot of times when you really end up growing, right? Yeah. Hmm. So the chapter on mourning helped you, and, and uh, I know you know a lot of us are going through that. A lot of us have been going through losing people lately. What else? Yeah. Okay, so brokenness is where you really meet God. That's great. Awesome. One more. One more. Brian, is that sort of maybe? Okay, (laughs) he's like thinking about it. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so suffering is no fun, but there is a, a reward reaped through suffering. Good. Awesome. Well, tonight we're going to talk about everybody's uh, favorite topic, humility. I know we all love humility. If you ever want to, you know, at a singles conference, have a class that not many people come to, uh, teach the class on humility. Because, you know, we say we love humility, we want to be humble, but it's one of those things that, ah, you know. Uh, if you ever want to 
have proof that there is a God, pray that God will humble you. Because that's a prayer that somehow He always answers. And pride is just nasty, you know. It, it just makes us feel icky, you know, especially when you know you're being prideful. Uh, it, it looks a little like that. <laughs> Whoops. Just, you know, and, and when you recognize that in yourself, that pride, just, ugh. I mean, I, I, I've, I've battled, I still, you know, all of us battle pride. I've always battled pride as a disciple. I feel like it's an area, you know, I want to say I feel like I've grown in it, but I'm afraid to say that, you know. Because uh, God's going to give me another test or whatever. But, but, uh, but you know, what's, what's scary is if you don't know that you're being prideful. Uh, and there are those of us who are deceived in our pride. Uh, that's even more nasty in one sense. But, um, you know, uh, just to share one quick story, we're going to be looking at Luke 18, which is the, the chapter is called uh, Humbled to be Exalted. It's chapter 3 in your book. So we're going to be, uh, be kind of learning from that chapter at Luke 18. But I remember uh, years back, we, we were leading the singles ministry as a young married couple, kind of like uh, Steve and Aaron, uh, and uh, we were both working, uh, not, not working for the church, but, but we were uh, wor- working in singles. And then another couple came in, we were kind of working together, and the sector leader couple, there were some changes, and they could only, you know, they only had room in their schedule to disciple either Dessa and I or this other couple, and so they kind of got some input and, and uh, you know, into who they should work with and, uh, and then one of us be discipled by the other couple and, and you know, have a discipling relationship with the other couple. And so uh, the brother who was leading at the time uh, kind of got some input and he was talking to uh, the brother who was leading the region and said, okay, you know, wh- which way should we do it? Should we disciple Brian and Duster or should we disciple this other couple? And they said, the guy said, well, how would... This other couple do being discipled by Brian and Dessa, uh, and Jay said, "Oh, he he'd be doing. They do they do fine. They do great. How would Brian and Dessa be being discipled by this other couple? Oh, I think they would struggle, you know, because they're a little bit prideful or whatever. I think they would struggle. And so the guy was like, "Oh, that's how you need to do it then." <laughs> and he tells me this, of course, you know. Uh, so he tells me, you know, I'm not going to be discipled anymore. You're going to be discipled by this other couple. And I just knew I was so prideful about it. Like this other couple was a little younger than us spiritually. Didn't I, I felt like I didn't really respect their marriage that much. It was the first time, you know, as a disciple to not be discipled by somebody who was on staff. These are just, I'm confessing, these are the like, thoughts going through my mind. And I remember having these feelings like, oh, well, I guess uh, maybe God's through with me, you know. Or maybe God, I'm just going to be an old grumpy Christian, you know, no, no use to God anymore because, you know, here I am 10 or 15 years old as a disciple and just it's all over. You know what I mean? Like just these ridiculous thoughts and uh, just so prideful. Like, and, you know, when you're battling pride, you're just like, oh, I don't want to be this way, but I'm this way. And, uh, and, you know, the whole thing, it just showed me that I was so much, and this was quite a few years ago, but I was so much about people at the time. And so much of my faith was caught up in and kind of doing the right things and being the right person and, uh, and, and, and what people thought of me. And it, it, the whole thing, that whole, going through that, it, it, first of all, we became really great friends to this day with that other couple. Uh, secondly, I learned so much more going through that than I would have been continuing you know, to be discipled by the, the sector leader couple and kind of continuing as I was going. Like I learned so much more through that little bit of a humbling thing. 
And, uh, I, and I just share that. I'm going to share a few other stories, but I share that because, you know, there, there are those times, like a few of you shared, where we're going through suffering or we're going through something that's hard and we don't like it. But when you look back at your Christian life, you go, those are the times I really grew. So it's sort of learning to, to recognize that. As you grow as a, as a disciple, as you mature as a disciple, you really recognize that, okay, this is an opportunity for me to, to grow. You know? And, and I, I can't say I'm, I'm, I'm there yet where James is like, consider it pure joy when you go through trials. Like, woohoo, I get to go through a trial. Like, that is not it. It's not pure joy for me yet. But I feel like I am learning kind of the, when I see it coming or I see it happening. It's like, okay, gear up, time to grow. And, and I, I have, am learning to value those times. Luke 18, uh, Paul, uh, Jesus is, is describing this situation, uh, that, uh, and this is uh, what the chapter is based on this story. And first of, first of all, look, look at who it's addressed to. It says, To some who are confident of their own righteousness and look down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. I mean, just starting there, you know, this is who Jesus is talking to. Uh, people who are confident of their own righteousness and look down on everybody else. Um, that's pretty bad. And yet, uh, how many of us can sometimes, we get confident in, in ourselves. We, we, we get confident in, in ourselves, who we are because of what we do, and these religious things that we do, or uh, that, that those fill us with confidence rather than a relationship with God. And, and looking down on everyone else, you know, we could say, oh, yeah, I'm not like that, but aren't you looking down on that, <laughs> you know, when you do that? And, and uh, there's a, the Pharisees is who he's talking about, and these Pharisees were, uh, were men that, they, they were very devout men. They were very religious men. They, were very, they loved God, and yet the way they expressed that love was through trying to keep all these rules and being all caught up in that to where they looked down on other people. And in the book, he talks about, uh, it's kind of like... You know those, you might be a redneck jokes? Kind of reminds me of that a little bit. He talks about you might be a Pharisee if. Like he says, I'll just read you the ones he says. You might be a Pharisee if you catch yourself saying, you're not going to talk to that, talk like that to me. You might be a Pharisee. You catch yourself saying, I'm not going to be the one to apologize. You might be a Pharisee. You catch yourself saying, it's not fair. You might be a Pharisee. You catch yourself whispering, Did you hear about? You might be a Pharisee. You catch yourself saying, I don't need anybody's help. You might be a Pharisee. You catch yourself saying, It's not me, it's you. You might be a Pharisee. You catch yourself celebrating someone else's failure. You might be a Pharisee. You obsess over the opinions of others. You might be a Pharisee. You're utterly convinced that your own opinion is the only right one. You might be a Pharisee. You know, I can relate to some of those things. So that's who Jesus is talking to, and he tells the story. He says, two men went up to the temple to pray. One, a Pharisee, these religious leaders. The other, a tax collector. We talked about this Recently in, in South Bay, we talked about Zacchaeus. The tax collectors, everybody hated them. They were seen as the evil, evil guys. And so those are the two men. A, a Pharisee, super religious, uh, outwardly really righteous, and a, a tax collector. Everybody hates them. Everybody knows they're going to hell. Uh, to, they t- went up to pray. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, 
I thank you that I'm not like other people. Robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. I mean, just think about that. That's pretty good. I mean, I mean, he's, he's doing better, you know, on the outward than a lot of us. I mean, I don't fast twice a week. I give a tenth. I don't know how many of you guys give a tithe, but I certainly don't fast that much. You know, I'm, wow, he's, he's doing pretty good. You know, I just see that in myself, that, that, that temple model thinking that, okay, well, I'm okay because of what I do, you know. That, that's what the Pharisee is looking to justify himself. Oh, I do this, I do that, I do that. I'm not like them. Oh, good, I'm glad I'm not like that. Thank you, God. Uh, so that's his prayer. And then the uh, tax collector. Tax collector stood at a distance. Whoops. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exhausted. Will be exalted. They will also be exhausted. Uh, they will also be exhaust, exhausted as well, because you're at the end of you. Uh, you know, so this guy, he, he doesn't consider himself worthy of even looking up to heaven. He doesn't consider himself worthy of having a relationship with God, but, but he humbles himself. And Jesus was trying to make a stark contrast. Jesus was trying to elicit a response. You know, when, when, when his audience heard this, especially these prideful people who looked down on everyone, they would have had a real response to that. What, you're a tax collector? <laughs> no way. Jesus. Oh, I can't believe it. It just probably made them even more, you know, irritated at him, this example, this story that he told. Uh, how do you feel when you, when you read this story? What, what, what are some of the feelings that you get? Do you feel overwhelmed? Do you feel excited? Do you feel grateful? What, what are some things that come to mind as you hear this story? I want to just hear from a couple of you. Yeah. Okay. All right, good. Feel encouraged. Steve. Great. Jackie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, good. Helps you have a sober mindset of yourself. Good. One more. Good. Right. Right. Yeah, I feel like a lot of you, I feel both. I feel, I feel kind of a little startled, like, gosh, I know I'm like that. You know, like I know I look down on other people at times. I know that I'm, uh, you know, that I'm trying to take credit for what I'm doing or trying to prove myself to God. But, well, God, I do this or God, I do that, you know. Uh, and yet I'm super hopeful because I know I'm a sinner. And, and so if, if, if what I need to do is humble myself and go, God, have mercy on me, well, I can do that. You know, everybody here can do that if you'll humble your pride and go, okay, God, I, I surrender. You know, that's what God's really looking for from us is a surrender. 
a heart that goes, okay, God, I give up. I'm at the end of me. I need, you know, just that, that total surrender. That's where he's really found by us. And, and Jesus says that's where he's justified before God. God, God recognizes that. And, and God will, will lift up those that humble themselves, but God will squash those that try to lift themselves up. That's just this thing throughout Scripture. Uh, and so that, that's, a, that's something we can cling to, that, okay, it's a promise of God that if I humble myself, he's going to take care of me. He's going to be there for me. He's going to hear me. He is going to justify me. He is going to forgive me uh, when I mess up. Um, you know, this, uh, this prayer uh, sp- specifically, you know, this story, you know, I grew up in church and grew up hearing some of these stories. And so uh, a, f- a few years ago or whatever, I was praying with another minister. We're driving in the car. We're, we're on a long drive and we're praying. And the other minister, actually, he, he was praying you know, God, I'm so thankful that we're ministers of, of the gospel. I'm so thankful that we're, we're not working for, you know, some church that's teaching false doctrine. And I'm so thankful that, you know, we're, 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 we're not caught up in empty religion. And I'm so thankful that we're, we're, we're not like these other churches that are doing this and doing that. And, you know, and as he's praying, I'm like, oh, no. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we were talking a little bit later, and, and then, so, but, then I'm, but then in my mind, I'm kind of going, but am I like the Pharisee because I'm looking down on him because he's doing the Pharisee prayer? Uh, so, you know, a little while later, we're talking, and, and, and I just told him, you know, I, I said, I got to share with you, you know, when you were praying, it just kind of reminded me, and it scared me a little bit, you know, about this. And, and he was really gracious. He was like, thank you so much for, you know, for, for talking to me. I didn't even recognize that I was doing that. And uh, it's just so easy for us to slip into, you know, looking down on other people. Or, I mean, I, it started, he was not at all going, hey, I'm all this. It was, more, it was pure gratitude. He was really like, I'm so thankful. I used to be an empty religion, and, and I'm so thankful I found the truth. That's where it was coming from. But it's still, it's like something we've got to watch out for, that idea of, you know, it getting away for us. So I want to share uh, some antidotes to pride that I've found in my own life. And, and, and they're going to... Start with A, B, C, D, E, so you can hopefully uh, remember them and carry them with you. These are just some things that have helped me uh, in my life. So the first one is adore God. Uh, you know, ju- it starts with honoring God. I think the, the first way to not be prideful or to be humble is just look at God. Get your eyes off yourself, get your eyes off other people, and look at how amazing God is. I uh, remember years ago I had a, a guy in my group. Remember how... Um, Mufid was sharing about those guys that are sometimes hard to love, or whatever he was sharing. And uh, I had a guy like that in my group. And this guy was just, he had a, kind of a reputation among the fellowship of just being a real, you know, we, they throw, they, I don't know if they ca- call it this anymore, but they used to use the term pride dog. That guy's a pride dog. And, uh, you know, he, he just would, would get puffed up. He would get sort of, uh, he would take different people on in the fellowship. He was just difficult, you know. And... Uh, and I just remember praying a lot about him, and I remember talking to Kevin Maines about the situation. How can I help this guy? I'm praying for him. And, and Kevin said, you know, pride, a lot of times, it's like a balloon, you know, that if you just kind of pop it, it just deflates. And what pops it is, is humility, you know, because you know, people would try to take the brother on, like, I'm going to show you how you're not all that you think you are, you know. And that just elicits that pride response. It's like a puffer fish, you know, when it feels threatened, it just puffs up and all the spikes. But if you if you 
So I just said, I just want to show this brother God. And we would just go and pray, and we would focus on God. And that really made all the difference. Just, I, I'm, not, I don't ha- I'm not in his life to show him how he's not all that. Because really where it's coming from a lot of times is insecurity anyway. A lot of times that, that huge prideful response is because somebody feels down about themselves. Or they feel insecure. And so this is their way of sort of taking control or managing the situations by kind of coming across prideful. And what they really need is just to see God. And so that helped a ton. But... Uh, but that helps me if I feel like I'm being prideful. I've got to go to God. I've got to get my focus off of me and onto God and worshiping God. Number two, be aggressively humble. You know, when somebody says, don't be prideful, and you have lessons on pride, it's like, don't be prideful, don't be prideful, don't be prideful. Uh, that's hard for me as a prideful person. It's kind of like, don't think about a pink elephant. You know, don't think about a pink elephant. Don't think about a pink elephant. You know, all that's in your mind is this pink elephant. But... So it's hard to go, just don't be prideful, don't be prideful. But, but, okay, be aggressively humble. I can do that. Like, there's things that you can do to be aggressively humble. Like, seek advice or, like, uh, lift up others or, or enjoy uh, doing... And I'll talk about a couple of other things on this list, but just enjoy being behind the scenes or enjoy watching others flourish or do things in secret and you know be aggressive what does it mean to be aggressively humble how can you be aggressively humble a lot of times we know what that means um i know uh early in my song leading career you know i i was uh, in in the teens i started leading songs and then we moved here after i was on campus for a few years and and uh, so i was the song leader in the in the church here um and then the the leader moved away the guy that married my wife and I, and he was kind of in charge of the, the region here. He moved away, and a new leader came in. And the new leader, you know, a lot of times new leaders kind of have their people they work through. And so the new leader had his, his song leader he worked with. And this song leader uh, was, he, he was a great guy and stuff, but he would pitch the songs like really high. This is before we were using any instruments. So he would pitch all the songs really high, like kind of too high for the congregation. And then the people he would get to help part sing uh, didn't necessarily know the parts, and you know, there's just a lot of things. And, and as a person who knows music, it's one of those things where I'm just like struggling with pride, and you know, like all, just seeing all the things that are wrong with it, you know, and feeling like I know I could fix this, but I can't because I'm not, you know. And, and I would go to at that time the way that you'd put a service together, like the worship service, there'd be like this pre-meeting before service. And different brothers would kind of have songs they wanted to lead. And you just kind of come to the circle and you go, okay, what songs do we want to have? And then you kind of pick it. They would just pick the songs before the service started. Uh, some of you were around back then. That was a long time ago. But, but uh, So I would go to that meeting. And then the, the guy in charge would, would kind of talk about who's going to lead songs. I'd be like, I, I got a song I could lead. And, and he would go, uh, he'd kind of look at me. Are, are you fired up? Yeah, I'm fired up. You're, are you really fired up? Yeah, I'm really fired up. You'd be like, well, maybe you can lead a song next week and come back next week. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I'm just, you know, inside I'm just like so, you know when you have so much pride, it's just like bad medicine. You know, it's just like, oh, I'm just so prideful. It's just. And uh, so, but I just, I prayed about it and I prayed and I just thought, I have got to be humble. This is ridiculous. And, and you know, you, you, sometimes you're like, who's on my side? You know, like, where are my fans? You know, who's... Who's rooting for me? Come on, this is horrible up here. Doesn't everybody else see how bad this is? You know, and, uh, you know, all this super prideful stuff. But so then I, I prayed it through, I surrendered. Okay, so then, so this brother that was in charge of the song leading, I called him and I left him a voicemail and I was like, 
you know, I just want to support you. I, I, I want to be, you know, be a, a right hand to you. I know music. I, I'm getting a music degree, and I would love to help with training the part singers. I would love to help with any way I can help. I just want to be there to help you. And so I felt like it was this way of being humble. Like, I'm not going to sit on the sidelines and criticize anymore. I'm going to step in and try to help. You know, I have some gifts. I have some abilities. I'm going to try to help. So I left in that voicemail. And then the very next Sunday, they started doing these bulletins that, uh, you know, were, were, were given out to everybody. And at the top of the bulletin, it said, uh, music director Brian Craig. And then, like, suddenly I was, like, in charge of everything that Sunday. Nobody even talked to me. But behind the scenes, there was these discussions happening about, like, there was a need and whatever. I just didn't even know. It was like almost like God was sort of waiting for me, because he couldn't use me because I was so prideful, waiting for me to humble out, and then he was able to use me or something. And uh, I just think so often God wants to use us, but our own pride can keep us from being used because he's not, you know, he doesn't want to hurt us. And, and, and it would have hurt me if I would have kind of gotten my way. But after I got humble, then God could use me. And so be aggressively humble. Okay, A, B, C, celebrate others. Celebrate others. We are in such an awesome fellowship. And everywhere around us, I mean, every person, if you look to your right, you look to your left, they have a great story. They have unique abilities and, and talents that you don't have. They have a different history than you have. Uh, every single person, every single disciple, every single person, every single human being has something you can celebrate, whether they're a disciple or not. Like, like we've got to become fans of other people. Uh, I remember Henry Kramer talking about how much he loved people and just loved hearing people's stories and studying people and learning all about them. And just, he, he, I remember him telling me, I'm just fascinated by people and, and, and realizing, wow, that's not like me at all. I've I got to learn to enjoy people, enjoy learning about people. I think so many of us, we're so caught up in our own routine and all of our schedules and all the things we're doing and we're on our social media, we're on our device. We kind of forget there's a human being right there that... Somebody to be celebrated, somebody to be learned about, somebody to be uh, enjoyed. And, 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 and what does is, what is, uh, Philippians say? Consider others better than yourselves. So there's something about everybody that you can, sit, can consider better. You can go, wow, that, you're a great example in this. You're a great example in that. I'm always convicted by my dad. My dad is a minister for our church in, in New York. And every time I visit, he is just bragging and bragging and bragging about all the people in his ministry. Never anything negative. Just, he just loves people so much. He's such a fan of people. And I really want to become more like that. Uh, one other story. Uh, I remember when I was putting out this CD uh, uh, on worship music, I, I just, there was different songs I was writing for the church, and I thought, I want to share them, make it more easy to share, so, I, so I'll, I'm going to put this CD together of these songs. And so it was called Be With Me, Lord, and it had that song I wrote and several others. And, and uh, so I, I was about to release the CD, and I was talking to Kevin about it, who, who led the, the ministry at the time, and he said, you know what you ought to do? You should take that. Give it to all the other brothers on staff. Give a copy to it, of it to them all, and and see if they have any feedback for you. You know, like see what they what they think they you should change. And part of me was like, oh, are you kidding, Kevin? Like, I've already spent so much time, and you know, I want to get this thing done, and I have a deadline. And did he? I mean, I'm the musician. You know, do these guys even know anything about music? You know, like you know the the prideful stuff. Do I? Why do I have to do that? I just want to get it done. You know. And, uh, but then I thought, well, you know what, what's the downside of that? You know, it's not like I have to take their advice <laughs> on, the, on the CD. 
I mean, I'm just being honest. Advice is advice. You don't have to take it, but you got to get it, right? And so I thought, okay, well, what, what's the downs? Because sometimes it even conflicts with each other. You know, I, I'm not, advice is not necessarily the Lord's anointed. This is the word of God speaking to you through the other person. You can get bad advice. But if you get many advisors, victory is sure. There's a, it's a principle of getting lots of advice, lots of input, and seeking God in all of that. So I thought, okay, what's the downside? I should do it. And so I did. I made up all these CDs, and I gave them each a little sheet of paper where they could write input on each song, and I'm just going to go for it. And you know what? I got a lot of really great feedback. Some of it was like, oh, you should add a, uh, you know, a, a violin on this part, or you should add, you know, stuff that I just couldn't even do, or you should get a hundred-piece choir and add them. But, but a lot of it was really, really helpful, and it was just a good lesson to me and just celebrating other, even if they're not, they don't have the necessarily same skill set I have, I can still celebrate their opinion and, and what they, how they view things. Amen? All right, do good in secret. Uh, do good in secret. Who are you when you're by yourself? Uh, who are you when no one else is around? That's the real you. And that's a great way to really exercise humility and, and, and overcome pride because the Pharisee is all about, Jesus says again and again, everything you're doing is for other people to see. Everything you're doing is, is so others take note. And so a way to combat that, a way to be humble, is to do good in secret where no one knows. Just God. That is such good stuff for the soul. That's why Jesus says, serve the poor and don't tell anybody about it. Go spend a lot of time in prayer on your own and and don't let anybody know that you did it. Spend a day fasting and don't tell anybody that you're fasting. You know, give to the poor. Do something special for somebody else. Share your faith and don't tell anybody. You know, just do things that that are just between you and God, that is such good stuff for your soul. And that will help you to, to, uh, to be who you need to be. God sees, God knows, and you can even learn from other people's sin. Did you know that? You know, God could be teaching you something through somebody else, even in their sin. That's an amazing thing about God. Because a lot of times if somebody else sins against us, we, we, we just we take away God's ability to, to use that because we just want to make it all about them sometimes. Like, let's say somebody comes to you and they, they want to share something with you, or they, they come, maybe they come at you in it with a, a bad attitude or this or that, and let's say that, you know, what they say is true, but their delivery is not good, like sinful delivery. What do we focus on? The delivery. Or let's say their delivery is good, and 80% of what they have to say is true, but 20% is wrong. What do we focus on? Well, that part's not right. You know, we we want to focus on what's not right about what they said. And, and I, love, I love the story. You can look it up. It's in the Old Testament of Shimea, this guy that, that was cursing David. David. David was in a low point. His son, his own son, turned against him, was trying to take the kingdom from him. David's on his way leaving Jerusalem to escape from his own son. It's a horrible time in his life. And this guy, Shimea, as he's on his way out of town, Shimea, it says, is like David's walking down here. Shimea's on a hill up here, and he's yelling down curses on David and showering him with dirt and rocks. He's throwing rocks at him, throwing dirt at him. David's like, he's tired, he's, he's sad, it's hor- he's depressed. And his guys, David's guys are like, let's kill that guy. Like, let me, let me cut off his head. And David, David's response is amazing. He says, no, no, let him curse. Maybe God told him to curse. Maybe there's something I can learn from what he has to say. 
And if not, he says, if not, well, maybe at least God will see this beating I'm getting and give and repay me with good. You know, like at least maybe God will I'll get some good cred from taking this from this guy. You know, it's just a spiritual idea of I, I want to just I want to entrust to God. And you, know, you see that about David a lot of times. He wouldn't take things into his own hands, even with Saul or whatever. He trusted God. God is, can teach me something even through this other person's sin. I'm not saying their sin is okay. Like, I'm not saying that's between them and God, right? But, but I can't control their sin. What I can control is my response to their sin. And will I let the situation make me bitter or will I let it make me better by letting God use it? Okay, last one. A, B, C, D, E. Express transparency. I mean, that, that would be a whole lesson right there, but just being real, being honest. We talked to it, the singles in South Bay about the secret code uh, word or code phrase that the brothers have. It's uh, in terms of confessing sin. You just go, hey, can I be open with you about something? The other brother goes, oh, yes. <laughs> and we just talk. Can I be open about something? It's really easy. Can I be open about something? And you just talk, and you just talk about what you're struggling with. You talk, I, I struggled with lust earlier today. I blew it with my temper. I, I, I flipped somebody off on the freeway earlier. I, I, I looked at something on the TV I should not have looked. Whatever it is, you know, just but, but be transparent. Express transparency. That is the way to combat pride for sure. And what happens when somebody does that? If somebody humbles out, if somebody is transparent to you, don't you want to be transparent back? Doesn't it bond us together? Uh, pride begets pride. You know, nothing makes me struggle with pride more than another prideful person, right? But humility begets humility. And when we're transparent, when we're honest, when we're humble, that helps the other person to be humble. All right, we're going to... Uh, and, and with all this stuff, if, if you feel like, I'm not really getting this, you will get lots of opportunities to work on your pride. I promise. Uh, the longer you're around you will get opportunities to work on your pride. Um, it was funny, this, there was an outside speaker we had for something. I won't tell you who it was because I didn't get permission to share this. So, uh, but it was an outside speaker that did something for us, and he was supposed to get paid uh, an honorarium, like $200. And by mistake, Dessa gave him a gift card, but it was for $20 because it was for something else. And so, you know, he did this big thing. You know, spent a lot of time, a lot of effort, put this thing on, you know, $20, and uh, didn't find, you know, Dessa realized it a few days later, and uh, so she, you know, contacted him and said, oh, I'm so sorry, here's what happened, whatever, and he sent a, a message back saying, uh, he, he was saying, I, I just laughed so hard when I got your message because the whole experience was so good for me. You know, is this a good wrestling with my pride, he said, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, it was just so good for me to have a few days of, wow, it's 20 bucks, okay, well, why am I doing this anyway? It's for the Lord. <laughs> You know what I mean? And uh, so he said the whole thing was just so good. So you will have lots of opportunities to get to work on your pride uh, if you haven't already. You know, if you're a young Christian, you will have lots of opportunities. Um, okay, so we're going to have uh, Betty Collins share here for a second. And this is, I want to say why. She's not sharing because, like, she's prideful or something. Uh, before, we, before we divvied up who was, you know, doing these lessons... Uh, somebody had an idea we should have some sharing by singles. You know, if some of these evangelists are going to preach. We also want to have some sharing. And so I was like, I picked Betty because you know, Betty and I are friends. And so I didn't even know what I was going to be talking about when I picked Betty. But, but God uh, looks at the heart, and Betty has a great heart. And I love Betty's heart. Even, even at our, our worship leader meeting last night, she came in going, 
hey, I just got to be open about something, you know, with everybody. Like, and she confessed something, and it was, it was something that most of us wouldn't even think twice about doing, you know, but, but it pricked her conscience, and she just wanted to talk about, uh, about it. And so I just really love her heart. She's an awesome, awesome sister. So she's going to share a little bit, and then uh, we'll throw some discussion questions up for your group. So turn it over to Betty. Okay, somebody do, do me the time. So, um, I need my glasses. <laughs> well, okay, my first thoughts were when Brian asked me to share, were, share was, he told me the topic. I said, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, God, please. And I thought, um, why in the world would he ask me? And I, I'm, I'm serious because I'm like, I, I wish that was my greatest strength, you know, humility. And we always like to share from our strength. Um, but um, then I got scared. Because you know how it is when you pray for patience? <laughs> oh. And I said, I don't remember praying for humility ever. Uh, well, I actually have it sometime, but I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, like with patients, it's an endless, endless string of different tests. And so, honestly, I felt stressed out about it. And I, I didn't tell Brian, I actually prayed, God, please move Brian's heart that he won't have me share. <laughs> you know, um, and then I tried, okay, this is me. Then I tried, actually, well, let me just try to be good. This should be good. Let me just try to, you know, just be good for like two weeks. <laughs> I was stressed out. And I, uh, I shared it with my sister and my, my physical sister and spiritual sister, and she just like laughed out loud. And, but she laughed because she knew what I was um, going through. And so I think what even just the preparation for this, um, it's just shown me so much more how much I need God. I cannot be humble unless God allows me. And a part of that, like, it, it makes me in awe of God, but it's a part of me that it scares me because I know me, I am so self-reliant, and I like to make things happen. And so I love that God says, you cannot get this without me because it reminds me that he's God, and I'm not. And it's been, it's interesting because I feel like I'm serious. I am always sharing about these things that God does to, like, humble me. Um, and even last night, okay, I'm going to be real. Um, what happened was um, I went to go work out, and I wrote down the, the it's, I'm doing, I'm, I started this custom body workout thing, whatever, and so the, they asked you to fill out this questionnaire, so I had to put down my weight. Well, I didn't even think about it. I put down my weight like what I was when I liked the weight. And so, <laughs> but I, the sad thing is I knew I was doing wrong, but it was almost like I was out of touch with it. Like it was so justified. And uh, so I, then I started like, oh, my God. I lied, right? And so, um, so when I got to choir rehearsal, on the way, I was like, 
I just lied. So I, I shared with them, like, I lied. I don't even know why I did that. I did it because there's a part of me that was, like, like embarrassed. Like, I just, I just didn't want to accept the reality of how far overweight I was. I am. So, um, but I feel like, um, like, recent, well, <laughs> I was hanging out with Davida, and I said, I don't even know what to share. And she's, and we were about to say, let's pray for something, cure it. And we're like, oh, no, let's not pray that, because then God will do something. <laughs> he will do something. So let's dig in the, you know, let's see what you got. You know, so, so we didn't, we didn't, we did not pray that pray, prayer, but a lot of times we think, I, I, I think about being humble, um, when it says humble yourself and God will lift you up or you, God will exalt you. A lot of times I think of it as a place or a position, but I, and this, sometimes that's true, but I feel like, um, the most amazing times for me is when God has allowed something to happen that exalted me to a different place in my level of trust, to a different place in my level of confidence, to a different place of my level of peace. And so I am exalted from my default, which is worldliness. Um, but recently, like when we were getting ready for our Women's Day, and... We're, you know, I'm, sing- my, I'm single with my sisters, and I have two other sisters, and we're rehearsing this song. And I'm thinking as we're rehearsing a couple times, wow, my sister, my physical sister, she sounds a lot better on this part than me. I should actually let, I should give up my part. But I said, mm-mm, inside. I was like, I want to sing that. I don't have any other part. Like, I didn't do it. I really did. I was like, no, and I kept, I kept thinking. I'm like, this is my sister. I should do it, but I don't want to do it. I should. Like, I was, I was fighting myself, but I was like, no, you know. And so we had Women's Day. Oh, my God. So right before we get up to sing the song, I lose my voice. <laughs> I can't even get mad because I know God has humbled me. Like, I, you know, it's like I couldn't get mad. And I just, there was a part of me that was like, like nervous laughing. <laughs> like, and so we get up there and I start to sing. And that, so I look at my sister because we've been singing together for so long. I was communicating, I can't sing. So she started singing and she was awesome. And so later I shared with her, I shared with the other sisters. But I, I wasn't mad at God. Because I felt like that was actually gentle. Because I actually I lost my voice for a couple more days after that. So I couldn't even sing on my cruise, which is a whole other story. But I just felt like it's little things like that where the Spirit is speaking to me, humble yourself. This past week at work, I was sharing with some people. This week alone, there's like ten people in my office, or nine, and I have apologized to each one of them except for two people. Like, I've lost my temper. I've been frustrated. And part of what helped me to get there was actually the book, you know, where it says, like, God humbles us, but how often do we humble ourselves? And I, plus, I was scared. Like, I remember I was in this place, like, oh, my God, I better do what God wants me to do, right? <laughs> and so, um, um, something else that's been really humbling is... Um, just a journey I feel like God has taken me 
just even in my career. And, you know, I think a lot of you know I work with the city. I've been with the city. It'll be almost 21 years. And when I started off, I started off, you know, just entry level. And there was an exam that came out. And if you could only take the exam if you had a degree. And so my goal was I'm going to be in management and blah, 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 and I'm going to take this test. Well, I took the test, and I failed the test. Well, that wasn't the worst part. I helped this girl study one day, and she passed. So you know I was struggling. Struggling. (laughs) Struggling. Sorry. I'm over it. Well, I still have issues. But um, what happened was I took that test six times and failed. Uh, Anyway, but you know what was, well, it was so horrible. Like, there was one time where I was like, I'm a disciple. Like, I got mad at God. Like, God, I'm out here. I'm trying to live for you. You know, I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. And these heathens, you know, like, (laughs) I was not, I was not a Pharisee at all. But, um, Then there was, I mean, I would just, then one year I said, I'm not even going to study. You're not going to, I'm just not going to study. And so every year, and then finally the last year I was just so surrendered. Like I just, I was so surrendered. I still failed the test, but I only failed by half a point. (laughs) Meanwhile, while this is going on, God is actually giving me opportunities to go a different route, but I, I was looking down at those routes. I'm like, I don't want to do that. That's clerical, you know, whatever. Remember, I have management on my mind, and so uh, I had a really great supervisor just encourage me to go this route. So I went this, this route, and long story short, um, you know how God led the Israelites uh, in the desert for 40, and he, you know, he knew how their hearts were. They would run. Well, God, I do believe that God led me on this route because it, 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 it dealt with a lot of insecurities. It dealt with a lot of pride. It showed, it, and then the blessing that came, I, I learned things I wouldn't have learned because I wouldn't have humbled myself. I made friendships I would not have made if I hadn't humbled myself. And eventually, it's funny, because God got me to the same destination, but he got me there a completely different route, so that when I finally got what I thought I needed, it, it really wasn't the position. I felt like it was a, I saw it as a privilege more than a right, and that I was entitled to it, and so it didn't have control of my heart. It was a privilege, you know, um, it's, and it's interesting because, you know, this is, this is continual. It's a continual process. And a couple of years ago, I had been training for a job for about four years, training for this position. It was a higher-level position. And when, when everything happened, basically, well, actually, I, I made the decision to turn down the higher-level position because it, um, I knew what job what is what what moves me in a job don't get me wrong i want the money but that's not what moves me and i turned the job down 
And at first, you know, I was wondering what people would think because everybody goes for this. Like, oh, you're stupid. I was worried about what my mentors would think. You know, and I prayed, and I got a lot of advice, a lot of input. And the people that really know me really just, they just spoke. I, I shared about my insecurity. I'm worried about what people are going to think. This, not gonna, this opportunity may not happen again. Blah, 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 blah. You know how your, your mind goes, right? Well, my mind goes. And um, what happened is I did take that job, and it really allowed me to stay in a place um, where I am right now, get more training, it, it gave me so much flexibility about going home with my mom and everything. And eventually, all I can say is that within the last, I think, four or five years, God has, I mean, he has put me in positions where there's positions where I, even didn't, I didn't even have to interview for. And I can't say that it was on me. I can honestly say that it was on God. And you're wondering, what, what, what does this have to do with Humility. Some of the things that I had to do is to get deeply honest about my insecurities, to get really open about um, my fears. Like even now, my, my supervisor is going to retire, and um, I should um, be promoted to a position, but it's very political. I have to stay surrendered, and I have to be okay no matter what happens. Trust me, it is a... And then I have to be secure because there's a lot of questioning that goes on. I mean, people of me, me of myself. Um, so I felt like, you know, it, we all recognize humility. It's just, humility is a, when I think about it, it's a visual expression of a person's reliance on God. I think that's what I want God to grow in me. Um, like I said, I don't think I'm the most humble person and some I feel almost like sad saying that but I feel like I want God to grow that in me so awesome job thank you so much Betty Betty's awesome all right so here's some discussion questions for uh for you guys to talk about in your groups and uh, I'll just let you read those on your own let's say a quick prayer and then uh, we'll break to our groups God, thank you for uh, your love for us and your grace and your mercy. And uh, God, thank you that you do allow us to be justified uh, by grace and not by anything we have to do. Thank you so much for Jesus that he was sinless and, and perfect and everything that we fall short of. And uh, bless our discussions right now. God, help us to uh, just learn to be more humble people. Help us to uh, celebrate that in each other and bless this time of uh, just talking about these things. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've just listened to the Elevate Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit elevatecoastal.com.